going on? How you feeling? Pretty good. Good, good, good. Good morning, everything kosher, good? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Normal chaos. Normal chaos? How's the weather up there? I know y'all get kind of cold up there. (laughs) Y'all cold up there? Very, and I'm upset about it, like every year, even though I know it's coming. (laughs) Sucks for (laughs) y'all. Um, well, I can't say too much or nothing. We're actually experiencing a little cold chill down here ourselves. I think the weather right now is like 55. Man, shut up. <laughs> so that ain't nothing, huh? No, and you know it's not. <laughs> I know. I just wanted to tease a little bit. But no, we're um, this is about the coldest. It's, been, it's funny because like a week and a half ago, we like had 80 degrees. And now we're at like fifty five for the high. So good. Uh, oh, oh, okay, all right, uh, okay. <laughs> Enough of that. Enough of that. Okay. All right, y'all. Uh, episode sixty five is here. We have arrived to this to this occasion. So we are here. Episode sixty five. That y'all have no idea. Podcast this guy here. And I am Sean. <sighs> Sean, what are we gonna do about every single time something happens? It happens as soon as we get done. Why does this happen every single time? I mean, the good thing about it now is we record it weekly, so it don't be that long. Right, exactly. So I at first I was like, for real? Like I was I was, you know, was pushing the podcast to the feed and I'm like, all right, cool. And then like the night before the whole Jada and Will thing happens, I just laughed. I said, Of course it does. Of course. Of course. So we'll start there. This was big news um, that I wasn't, well, I ain't going to say I wasn't expecting because it's Jada and Will. And every single time something happens between the two, nowadays it seems like it's not a good thing. But here we are again. Oh, good old Red Table Talk. Have you been watching Red Table Talk regularly? Because I kind of fell no, off of it. I think the last thing I watched was Snoop Dogg. Hmm. I think that was the last episode I watched. Yeah. 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 So, why are Jada and Will are in the news again? This comes as perfect time before Will Smith, doesn't it? King Richard's about to drop. Uh, It's been getting really, really good reviews from what I've been reading on. Yeah, that's going to be great. That's going to be great. So, I'm very excited. In the midst of the promotion for this movie, uh, not only with King Richard, but Will Smith also is getting ready to put out his memoir, uh, kind of chronicling his life, uh, which I think is actually going to be very um, telling, but also very exciting. So, of course, um, it wouldn't be uh, the the Smiths without a little bit of controversy. Now, I watched parts of it. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I let, I watched what led up to the controversy. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, friend to a lot of people, was on the show. And, of course, Red Table Talk, she was on there, and she they had a little conversation about relationships. And then it got to a part where Jada decided to, to, to you know, do Jada Pinkett Smith things, so to speak, where she decided to talk about Excuse me. Things in regard to her marriage, and it had to do with 
bedroom activities. Not necessarily like bedroom activities, like like you know positions or nothing like that. Just pretty much giving insight about accountability and things of that nature. And this is what Jada had to say. I'm gonna actually read what she said, so people y'all can take it how y'all how y'all leave it. She said, "Quote: It's hard." The thing Will and I talk about a lot is the journey. We started in this at a very young age, you know, 22 years old. That's why the accountability part hits hard, uh, uh, really hit for me, because I think you expect your partner to know what you need, especially when it comes to sex. It's like, well, if you love me, you should know. If you love me, you should read my mind. That's a huge pitfall. So I don't know how... I, nah, I, I'm sure you've seen this whole exchange. I mean, I feel like, first of all, the media, the way they put it out was completely different from the way she said it and I believe from the way what she meant. And I think that that's a lot of a problem. It's like ever since that whole entanglement came out, it's it's like they got a spotlight on them and everything that they say or do is going to be kind of like calmed over with a fine tooth comb and people just looking for something to have a headline about um as a virgo i can kind of see what she means because i get mad at antoine about a lot of stuff that i don't tell him that i'm mad about and then when i finally blow up he'll be like well why you ain't just say something? <laughs> yep. Yep. And I mean, I'll be hot for like maybe a week or so, depending on what it is. And he'll be like, you know, if you had just came to me and was like, I needed X, Y, or Z, I could have just did it. And then you could say yourself some anger and like all of this. So I think that we set expectations for people and we think that people should do or be certain ways because that's what we are and that ain't necessarily who they are and a lot of times if you just verbalize your feelings you can kind of alleviate a lot of stress mm-hmm. and that's what I've been working on with myself because I mean I'll be hot about like stuff about like cleaning up or something he and or like I'm trying to do a million things and I'd be like why you ain't just help and he'd be like well I mean you you look like you had it I, I figured if you wanted me to help you do something you would just ask me as opposed to me I'm like don't you see me drowning like why you ain't just like pick up on that you see I'm doing a million things to try to take one thing off my plate so mm-hmm. it's like miscommunication and I feel like that's where people like me lack it's like we we expect you to know because we feel like we can see everything and we can like see everybody else's needs so we don't quite understand how come everybody ain't like that Mm -hmm. and so yeah that's just things that we need to work out on and I'm sure that's probably what she figured out too just told him then she probably could save herself a lot of trouble I, I don't think that's a Virgo thing. Um, <laughs> don't you say that's a woman thing. Don't you dare. Ooh, you, 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 I mean, you said it, not me. So okay. technically. Get beat up. <laughs> Get beat up. <laughs> okay. 
let me give my opinions about this whole thing. Um, first of all, we got to keep in mind that these are, um, you know, this has all been put out there by, um, by celebrities, and I know that people look at it a little different when it's celebrities, so take it how you want. Okay. Communication is key. I think every single relationship has that same issue as far as certain ways to communicate certain things in a way where it doesn't come off brash, Mm -hmm. uh, comes off uh, mean-spirited, I think that's just the nature of relationships anyway. Um, so it's always going to be area, whatever relationship you have, where you're going to have that one thing that's hard to communicate. Maybe this is their vice. Um, however, look, I'm a very private person. I don't put my business out there. Uh, I'm free-spirited, but I'm also I also don't put like I don't you got people that get on social media and they talk about oh I woke up this morning and I walked five miles like I really yeah. didn't need to know that I, I don't care okay um so for me I don't think everything needs to be dissected mm-hmm. I don't think everything needs to be so forthcoming because I know people now nowadays we're in the day and time where I just want to live my truth well Living your truth has its consequences when you're uh, a public figure. Yeah. And with everything that happened with them last year, everything that they do nowadays gets dissected. And it's always the joke with Jada of the ghost of Tupac, which I just think is just so funny <laughs> to me. So I feel bad for Will. I really do. Yeah, and which which brings yeah, exactly which brings me to my next point. This man was chilling, like he is literally in the middle of promoting his book, his movie. And, and I understand you let you you let your spouse do whatever they want to do. You know, it's a free world out here. You can do what you want to do. However, it's just like every single time this man is chilling, getting his stuff together, pretty much just <laughs> living his life. Jada throws a curveball. Now, the first time, I don't blame Jada and Will because it was August Alcina's interview with Angela Yee yeah. as to where all of that entanglement stuff came out. So that honestly wasn't their fault. But still, them getting on Red Table Talk and Will Smith, which which I call right now the meme of the century, uh, right now, or at least the decade. That, that meme of Will Smith looking the way that he look is still the meme of the decade <laughs> so far. It, all of that kind of encompasses what everybody already feels about their relationship anyway. And again, that's why I say you just don't put everything out there to for people to dissect. Now, Jada responded, of course, to the headlines. Now, I did find the headlines kind of offensive because that's kind of not what she's insinuated. No. I, if you read between the lines... <laughs> It's kind of not what she said, but people ran with it anyway. Because when I first when I first seen the headlines, you know, it's clickbait. Yeah. So it's like when I first saw it, I was like, "Come on, Jada, not nah, we we ain't doing that." Then I went to go actually listen to it. I'm like, "Oh, that's what she meant." And I'm like, "Well, this again, this is normal marriage talk." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So 
So then she issued her statement, and she basically said, uh, this is what she said on, on her response, quote, only because I got time today. Stop making up headlines. Watch the at real table talk I did with at Gwyneth Paltrow for yourself. Poor Gwyneth Paltrow just can't. Gwyneth Paltrow just catching a <laughs> bullet for no reason. I go at Gwyneth Paltrow for your mess. Go bring her into it. Uh, uh, Will and I never. She put all caps. Never had an issue in the bedroom. Thank you. She tweeted end quote. So she pretty much addressed. That elephant in the room. I feel like these Smiths just need to maybe take a break. I mean, if, if this is really an issue, because they could be also Bill and Hillary. Like, you know, I'm pretty sure at this point, I think it's safe to assume that Will has also had his fair share of whatever on the side also. So, I mean, they say the game is to be sold, not told. So how we know that they ain't in on the controversy because it's helping to keep the stuff that they doing, you know, in the forefront. Well, is it? I think that's alleged in his book that he's about to release that some of that stuff did take place. So. I, I don't know, man. All no, I, know, I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, like what happened with her in August was like fake or whatever. I'm just saying that I believe that they capitalized and off the controversy. And I believe that she probably might say things that are like a little salacious because she knows that it's going to get people to watch. I feel like in a lot of the ways they are doing this so that they can, you know, like, you know, all all news is good news, like, you know, whatever it takes to get you here kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I can see that. I can see that, too. Um, now, I know that the episode with her and Will, when all of that August Alcina stuff did take place, got a lot of views. Like, yeah. I mean, we, we talked about it. I mean, hell, everybody was talking about it. So I was just like, wow. But yeah, it could be true. But it's funny because you actually been saying that thing about Will for a minute, and it, I mean, depending on what's put out in that book, it may be all well and true. But again, I this just Will too calm for somebody who like basically your wife told the whole world that she had an extramarital affair with a child, and you just okay. And so I, I would doubt that he has not too also had his fair share of quote-unquote fun. Oh, I'm sure. Who is it? I'm sure. Who, who, is, the, who, is, the, uh, who is the woman that uh, was it? Margaret, Margaret Robbie. Robbie, Robbie, Robbie? Yeah. Hey, hey. And they were saying maybe Charlize Theron too at one time. He, he like his vanilla, don't he? Yeah, I was just about to say he like his little <laughs> white on the side. Okay, all right. I see you Neapolitan ice cream. I see you. <laughs> little, little vanilla bean. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. All right. Well, do do you, bro. Just mm-hmm. again, but that's, that's, again, that's not my business. Somebody that actually put their business into it. This is a little rapper named Future. Y'all heard of Y'all know who Future is. Y'all heard of him? I do not like that man. <laughs> you, 
Mr. Toxic, Mr. Toxic himself. I don't um, like his music. I don't like him. It's just ugh. Oh, Future. Future. Okay. I like Future's music, ugh. actually. I, I actually, I think Future gets busy. I know he's a required taste for us old heads out here, but Loki, I actually like Future's music. Mm. Okay. Now, y'all know he's been very toxic in a lot of the relationships that he's had. All most, of them. All of them. Most notably okay. the, the whole Sierra fiasco. and What's, what's uh, Bow Wow's baby mama name? Uh, Joey. Joey, because that's his baby mama too. Let, let us know or not forget. Shortly after the whole Jaden Will thing was a thing, Future decided that he wants to put himself in the middle of all this controversy <laughs> by saying on his Instagram story, I'd rather hang with Jada, hashtag respectfully. Yeah, okay. somebody, I think somebody said something about like he needs to hang out with Will or something like that to like you know, quote unquote, make Will more toxic or whatever, and that's why what he was saying was in response to that. Now, lo- okay, so the the evil part of me, I'm not gonna lie, I laughed when I first read that because I I just thought it was funny. I'm I'm sorry, I know some people didn't laugh at that part. <laughs> I'm sorry. I laughed because it's future. And can you really take future serious at this point? No, no, no. So that's what made me laugh. Okay. And then my laughter went away. Once I see that this fool started selling t-shirts or allegedly, allegedly selling apparel saying, i rather hang with Jada. I'm going to say this here on this here podcast. Now, I know y'all look at Will Smith as the funny, fun guy that never gets into any kind of controversy like like arrested or drug-related or anything like that. But y'all keep forgetting that Will Smith is from Philly. And I think y'all need to leave Will Smith alone. Because those fun type guys and happy go lucky type of individuals, them be the ones that can scrap. I mean, yeah, but I think Will is like, I think it's gonna take a lot for him to come out of character. Cause he one of them people. He got too much to lose to be like getting down and dirty with like people who are quote unquote beneath him. Like it's it's gonna take some serious like disrespect before I think he says anything. Like, that man got this movie to promote. He ain't finna mess up his money for y'all Negroes. That's true, but I'm just giving y'all a fair warning. I mean, I'm not saying that he he wouldn't. That's what I'm saying. I think it would just take like, something serious, and then at that point, I think everybody would be like, oh, I, I didn't know Will was gonna <laughs> go crazy like this, but yeah. I don't think he really be paying these people no attention at this point. He don't care. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. Um, so yeah. Um, I future's a mess, man. Future's a future's a mess. I cannot but... stand him. <laughs> I don't have that much of a problem with him like that, but he just he's he's toxic and everybody knows it. He just lives off of his toxic behavior. So yeah. 
So that's that. Okay. Now, remember what we said on the last podcast that depending on how the outcome between this Michigan and Michigan State game happens, our mood will all depend on what happens in this game. Here we are again, Sean. Here we are again. You know, I I, I went into this game not really having high hopes because it's Michigan. And if you've watched Michigan football in the past, I don't know, five, six years, you've become accustomed to kind of holding your breath. Listen, it ain't over literally until there is no time on the clock. Don't get comfortable. Don't feel good. Nothing until it's done. That's what I've learned. I went into this game thinking it was going to be some crap because I am a pessimist to my core. But I was hoping. I was like, yeah, I was still hoping that this was going to be our year. And watching the freaking game, it's like, you know what? This might actually happen. And then as soon as I started to feel a little joy on the inside, like, oh, my God. Paul might be coming home. Mm-hmm. That little 16-point lead started getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And I was like, they finna blow this game. In my head, I I, I, I couldn't bring myself to actually say it, but in my, I'm like, they, they, finna, they finna blow this game. And so I, I just walked away from my TV. <laughs> 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 it's like, I can't do this. I can't do it. And then you text me, and I was like, yep, I knew that was going to happen. So I'm done with Twitter for the day, and I'm going to take me a nap. I felt felt good going into the third quarter. I said, okay, okay, McNamara is playing very well. A running game is very good. The the, the rookie, uh, Anthony, played his freaking heart out, catching his first touchdown pass against the Michigan State Spartans. But before I get to all of that, let me just say this. You know, I don't like anybody right now that is a Michigan State Spartans fan, alum, Whatever you and I'm talking about close friends of mine. I have friends that listen to this podcast who are <laughs> very, very big fans of the Michigan State Spurs. I don't like you right now. I had to sit all during this game. And I had to watch every single one of these Michigan State Spartans people, because I call them people now. And I had to just watch them gloat, celebrate, get on my freaking nerves the entire time while this demise was taking place. First and foremost, early prediction, Kenneth Walker III will be your Heisman Trophy winner. That kid is a freaking beast, and there was absolutely nothing we could do with him. 
You want to know why? He scored five touchdowns. Most against Michigan and their storied history. The score was 37 to 33, Sean. Mm. We, we, we were undefeated, yeah, Sean. We were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were number six. We're number nine now. Yeah, we're number nine. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, we're number nine. Dropped three spots. Yeah. Michi- Michigan State was ranked eighth. They're now ranked five. Fifth. I hate talking about this. I really do. But I'm going to talk about it anyway. Michigan had more passing yards than Michigan State because their boy Peyton threw two picks. We had more total yards, 552. Rushing yards, we gave up two, almost 200 rushing yards. By the way, we're a top five defense in the country. Remember the last time we were a top five defense? Yeah, this thing that happened when we got blew out by Ohio State, but I'm not going to talk about that yet. Look here, when I tell you, I don't even want to. When it comes time for that game, I don't know where I'm going to be. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't where Listen I'm here. Be. <laughs> right. Jim Harbaugh has a winless record on the road. Jim Harbaugh is also winless against Ohio State. Jim Harbaugh has yet to play for a Big Ten title. Jim Harbaugh is one in ten against the top five. Jim Harbaugh don't need a job. And I don't know why they keep paying this man and why he's still our coach. I don't know who we need, but I know it ain't him. Do y'all realize that Jim Harbaugh is the highest paid college uh, coach? For what? To lose? To lose all the big important games? I wouldn't care if we lost every game every year except if we just beat Michigan State and Ohio State at this point. We could lose them all. I mean, yeah, because we blow our Rutgers every year. Let me get them too. You, you know what I mean? Like, can we, for the love of God, let's, okay. I don't think y'all realize, for, for those who don't understand the severity of this rivalry, <sighs> we haven't been any good against Ohio State and Michigan State for years. It's killing my spirit because this ain't us. No. As a matter of fact, we have dominated Michigan State. I think we were Yeah, 70... they ain't the little brother for no reason. Yeah. We're like 71 and 39 against them or something like that. Some some I'm sure someone will correct me. Probably somebody from Michigan State. Nah, get it right, Scott. Get it right. Get the record <laughs> right. They could not stop Kenneth Walker. They couldn't stop that kid. They couldn't you could put a you could put a freaking semi in front of him. They couldn't stop him. Kenneth Walker had 23 carries for 197 yards. He averaged 8.6 yards and scored five touchdowns. The quarterback, Peyton Thorne, was garbage, by the way. He was only 19 of 30 for 196 yards with two picks, no touchdowns. But it was all about Kenneth Walker. Mm -hmm. 
They couldn't stop the run. They literally ran the same draw play every play because they knew Michigan couldn't stop it in the second half. Because it's very much like uh, Tom Brady at the Super Bowl. Yeah, literally, literally. Because going into halftime, we were up twenty-three to fourteen, and I said, "Okay, we're actually playing pretty good." Yeah, uh huh. That's what I was getting hope. Like, you know what? We might actually win this game. Yeah, but I will say it was one play where I will say a couple plays actually that cost us the game. It was the one drop that cost us. I can't remember who dropped it, but it was a drop that it would have been a touchdown had that drop not uh that drop happened. And it was the foot. It was the fumble recovery that was a touchdown that was overturned. Mm-hmm. That also probably pretty much cost. Yeah, that's game. what Jim Harbaugh was talking about. Talking about he he waited to talk about. It. Look here, still y'all still blew a sixteen point lead. Like, I I don't know what he need to do, who he need to call, who he need to recruit, but they don't have to do better than this. I just don't. Antoine is this co-worker who I love, like, love her, but she is a Michigan State fan. That is her one and only flaw. (laughs) And that's she, it? that's her only flaw. I love her. That is her one and only flaw. And she be on my head. Like, she couldn't wait till the game's over. My phone started going off. And I'm just like, see, this is why I need to be at Jim Harbaugh's house right now. <laughs> I wouldn't be going through this if it wasn't for him. I got to hear this for a whole another year. Yeah. Yeah. Another year? Look, y'all, I'm going to read off Jim Harbaugh's records at the University of Michigan. He got there in 2015, 10-3. We won the Citrus Bowl that year. So, okay, cool. We're doing good. We're, we're, we're going to continue to get these recruits, and we're going to continue to have the, one of the better teams in the country. His next season, 10-3 again. But we lost in the Orange Bowl. Highest AP poll that year, we was ranked second. Get to the next year. Drop off, 8-5. and five, Lost in the Outback Bowl. That was uh, 2017. 2018, we were 10-3 again. Lost in the Peach Bowl. Highest AP poll was fourth. 2019, 9-4. Lost in the Citrus Bowl. Last year, COVID season, 2-4. and four. Two and four. We're seven and one this year. The highest we were uh, in the AP poll under Jim Harbaugh, we was raised second, all the way back in his second season. I'm I don't I'm not gonna reiterate his records against ranked teams in the top five again. I'm not doing that. All I know is something got to give. Oh, immediately. Something got to give. We have not just Jim Harbaugh. Both Jim Harbaugh and Jawan Howard are U of M alum. We we expect to win. Yeah. That's our only expectation. That's what we do. You hail ask, to the victors, not hail to the losers. Exactly. I mean, let's be real. Let's let's keep it a buck. What two games do we care about, Sean? We told you. And we I lose know. them both every year. <laughs> 
<sighs> yeah. Something got to get. Be two and 500. And we just win them two games. <laughs> That's pretty much our uh, <laughs> national championship games. Yes. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Ah, boy, to, to be a Wolverines fan. To be a Wolverines fan. But you know what? Guess what, Sean? What? Even though we're Wolverines fans, there is nothing more heartbreaking than being a Detroit Lions fan. Oh, I would never know. <laughs> now, I, I look. Do I root for the Lions? Of course. That's that's home, that's home state. I tip my hat to true Lions fans. I mean, like the people who every year, like this going to be our year. We're going to the Super Bowl. Like my aunt and my uncle, they have like season tickets. They go to every home game. They be at all the, the stuff that the team, like, you know, give to the ticket holders. Like, they got the stuff on their cars. Like, for real, for real. Those type of people, I tip my hat because listen could not be me. <laughs> I, that much losing cannot be good for the spirit. It just can't. They ain't won a game yet this year. No, Sean. They are old <laughs> and eight. Every Sunday, I would not be turning on my TV every Sunday. Look here. Look here. Look. Look. (sighs) You know, I always get asked questions whenever I'm talking to someone and they ask me, so why aren't you a Lions fan? Fam, I ain't been a Lions fan for about 25 years. Now, do I root for them? Of course. That's Again, that's home state. I'm going to always root I mean, for at them this because point, I think we all root for them just because we, we, we all hope that one day they're going to, you know, see a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, one of these days, right? Yeah. Sean, Hopefully. the Detroit Lions have one playoff victory in 58 years. See, no, there's no way. One. Nope. No, no. <clears throat> I think they're one of only three to four franchises that has never seen a Super Bowl appearance. Them, the Jacksonville Jaguars, which, by the way, was an expansion team in 1995. I believe the Cleveland Browns, and I can't—I think it's the Minnesota Vikings. I think those are the only teams that have never made a Super Bowl appearance. The Texans ain't been to the Super Bowl, have they? Oh, uh, no, not under the Houston Texans name. Because the remember, Oilers, they, yeah, the they, they, they was the Oilers, yeah. So, yeah. They are 0-8. Mm-hmm. They, Staff- they let Matt Stafford go because they claimed, oh, he was washed. And there was nothing okay, else we can do with Matt, Matt like, Stafford. Oh, winning? Like, what is this feeling? <laughs> <laughs> Out there in L.A.? Speaking of the L.A. Rams, they just got Vaughn Miller. So that defense is really about to be sewn up something nice. They already have Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Jesus. So they let Matt Stafford go for Jared Goff. Jared Goff will be going golfing very soon. Because, A, they're not making a play. Or, duh. They are going golfing real soon. But Jared Goff was so comfortable in L.A. because he had 
you know, Todd Gurley and that defense. That was what Indomitian Sue was there causing havoc to Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. And he's always been protected by that vaulted defense. And then he goes to the Detroit Lions and look at him. Look at old Jared Goff. They just see him just down in the doldrum somewhere, not smiling, destitute, desperate for help. You're not getting it, dog, because you're with the Lions, baby. Baby. They are the epitome of what happens when, look, it's a reason why people smoke and drink. The Detroit Lions will drive you to become a complete alcoholic. Yeah, if you really care. Barry Sanders left Megatron. because he's he had Megatron left. They let Indomitian and Sue walk in the prime of his career. This is Detroit Lions, y'all. Welcome. Welcome to complete depression. See, ev- everybody's complaining about the Cleveland Browns are the doldrums. Of- nah, bro. Nah. 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 Y'all ain't seen depression until you've seen a Detroit, until you experience the Detroit Lions experience. Huh? The the same the the team that will always get you there, but right when they get you there, they let you down every single time. This team has been no bueno ever since they let Jim Caldwell go. Which, by the way, they let Jim Caldwell go when he was nine and seven, their last winning season, only to get Matt Patricia. Is that the black man that they let go? Yes. Yes. The same Matt Patricia that had just gave up 41 points to a backup quarterback in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that, yeah, my team. My team, the New England Patriots. Yeah, they let him come to the Detroit Lions and pretty much kill that franchise. Because his first game in the year that he came in, I believe that was, 20, was 2018, 2019, somebody will correct me. He gave up 35 points to Sam Darnold. You know the Sam Darnold that is stinking it up with the Carolina Panthers? Yeah, that's Sam Darnold. I have to watch him every day that I'm down here because, you know, Carolina Panthers football down here. Yeah, that guy. In his in his rookie debut, no less. <laughs> the Detroit Lions, y'all. It is a reason why Sean is a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers, but probably always have been. They don't look so good right now, but hey, whatever. We looking better. They don't look so good, but hey, we looking whatever. better. <laughs> I've been a New England Patriots fan before Brady, because I have to make that disclaimer, because everyone just thinks that oh, you became a fan because of Brady. No, it was actually Drew Bledsoe, guys. So take it how you live it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I don't see. I, like, I I'm with you, Sean. I don't see how they do it. God bless. God yeah, bless y'all. Y'all are, y'all are better than me. Because yeah. I can't. I would can't, have no team before it. I had the Lions. That right there. Pray. At the doorstep. Y'all better than me. Y'all better than me. So uh, that's our um, that's our sports uh, portion. Well, actually, I do have one more thing that I kind of wanted to mention. I need Scottie Pippen to shut up. Please, is he? Why is he salty at Michael? I don't understand this guy. They were friends. So you know, Scottie Pippen has a book coming out, right? 
and I wasn't even going to talk about this, but it just came to mind. Scottie Pippen has a book that's coming. And that's that bar. He's throwing multiple shots at Michael Jordan because in the last dance. As if Why? the last. Because they showed him being selfish that, that last season? Not just the last season. Uh, you, do you remember the New York Knicks game? Where he didn't want to go in because the play wasn't designed for him, but it was designed for Tony Kukoc, and he cried and whined and sat on the bench like a little punk. Yeah, that's why I'm like, what is he? I'm confused. What he's salty at? I guess he signed that contract that didn't make no money because you felt like the little bit they was offering you at the time was better than nothing, and you want to take care of your family. Like you did that. Yeah. yeah. They ain't had nothing. Mike wasn't there. They ain't had nothing to do with him. Is that what this is about? Because he was underpaid. And then when he finally did get paid, it was at the end when he was like a shell of himself. But like, those was grown man decisions you made. I agree. Um, I do think that he should have fired his manager. Yeah. We would have had to do a, a, a recontract or whatever, a renegotiation or something. There's no way in heck I'm Scottie Pippen and I'm on my fourth championship and there's Negroes that's like rookies making more money than me. Like, there's no way. Yeah, fire your manager, fire your agent at that point, bruh. Yeah. That had nothing to do with I Jordan. I know somebody need to be like, hey, y'all need to be paying this man some more money now. Like, at the time, I, I know something could have been done. Right. So his thing was, he feels like that he didn't is Michael Jordan's Robin. Newsflash, Scotty Pippen. But that's what he is. Thank you. This isn't Shaq and Kobe. Yeah. <laughs> Where you're equals. You say that. You're, you're literally his Robin. You good, Scotty, but you know Michael. <laughs> no. I'm coming here to see you, Otis. <laughs> you. Yeah, he... He's going to them games like, oh, my God. Scotty Pippen's gonna be out there tonight. Like everybody went out there to see Mike, and then if they saw you too, it was just icing on the cake. But it wasn't the cake. Yeah, this is this is like Michelle Williams getting mad at Beyonce because Beyonce was in the forefront of Destiny's Child. Yeah, like you, um, you, you, you was the Robin Boo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You you was that Michelle Williams, sir. I hate to tell you that, but I, I, I mean, guess I, Robin's good though. It's Batman and Robin. Like you in the conversation. Like I mean, nobody's gonna talk about Mike without talking about you. So in a sense, I guess that's a good thing. Like he wouldn't be Mike if it wasn't for you. You know, like the Mike that we know. But at right. the end of the day, like you was the number two, pal. <clears throat> yeah. Those are just the facts. I just don't understand his anger. And now he's he's been in the media talking about how, um, you know, Mike is intimidated because of LeBron's presence and how everybody's referring to LeBron as the greatest. Only Now, I, will, I, I don't think Mike's intimidated, but I can totally see Mike like, you know what, there's too many niggas out here thinking that, you know what I'm saying, LeBron is the GOAT. Like, you know, all the people who saw me know what it is, but these young kids, so, you know, 
let me let them know who I am. I can totally see that. It's Mike. He is but very competitive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If y'all know Michael Jordan, he's very competitive, y'all. I don't know if y'all. Yeah, I mean, y'all seen that on the last dance hell. I like y'all must have forgot. So you know, let let me remind you. But yeah, I can see that. I don't know if I would say he's intimidated though. I I will say that he probably was like, uh, you know. I I need people to know I'm still here and I I am who I am. I would say Mike will be flattered because okay, Sean, we we grew up watching Mike, so we know like mm-hmm. if there was anybody who can state claim to being the greatest is literally Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. And it, it it has nothing to do with the, like his shoe brand. It has nothing to do with his endorsement deals, even though he was one of the first like major athletes to have all of them like that. But I watched Jordan, and I test tells me that Jordan was the greatest. Mm-hmm. So, so then you have LeBron in this day and age, and I like LeBron. I, I think the fact that he's able to still do what he's doing at year nineteen, and pretty much nonstop except the year he was hurt, is like very very impressive. I, mm-hmm. I've been on record. I said LeBron is the greatest condition athlete ever. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think nobody conditions better than him, but he's not better than Michael Jordan. No, no, no. We'll, we'll cut. We'll cut that off at the at the neck now. Like no, but I can also see LeBron's philanthropy, uh, LeBron the way he carries himself in the media. I can see how Jordan may look at that because you got you know we remember Jordan wasn't really that accepted like that in the media because. He, he can become off as kind of a snob. I mean, we've heard the chameleonaire story. <laughs> about, I mean, but that's like to this day, though. Yeah, exactly. That's what, and that's what I'm saying. Like, but he, he here, like being a Charlotte, you don't see Michael Jordan ever. At least with LeBron, he makes his presence known. Like you'll see LeBron out at certain events in certain places. Jordan, you ain't seeing Jordan nowhere. You can forget that. <laughs> so I can see him feeling that way, but yet and still it's Jordan. So this this has this I mean I I just again it, it just goes back to Scotty's saltiness. Like, bruh, like Jordan. He took gotta let to that the, hurt go. Yeah, he gotta let that go. Because when you weren't on the Bulls no more, Mr. Pippen, you did absolutely nothing. And nobody with Portland checking and for with you. Houston. Thank you. So Go, sir. Let it go. It's over. Okay. Basketball thing. I want to talk about and, and you and you kind of sent this to me. You talked about this. Uh, you sent it to me about Kobe. His estate is reportedly getting four hundred million dollars <sighs> off of the body armor sale. As we are speaking right now, I have in front of me a fruit punch body armor. Body armors are banging. I don't know for those who are. But it is hard for me to even drink Gatorade now because body armors are so good. But mm-hmm. they're, oh, they're so good. Um, peach mango. Um, yeah, the body... peach mango and it was a strawberry something. Oh, strawberry banana. What I was, uh, yeah, I was giving Antoine that I, um, Say he'll save his life. You, you just gonna put that out there for the people, huh? 
Yeah, I mean, you know what? Let me, anybody who know anybody who work at Body Armor, if y'all want to give me a call, I will gladly get on the commercial and tell people that Body Armor helped save my husband from COVID. Heard that. Yeah. Heard that. I'll do so, that. Yeah. But body armor, oh my God. It, 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 I would never not drink body armor because of how much it helped me and my family through that difficult time that we had. See so, what I'm saying? Yeah, it 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 helped. <laughs> right. Yeah. So Coca-Cola just bought body uh just bought 85% stake by six billion dollars. Okay. Freaking money. I believe they said Kobe when he invested in body Six armor. Six million dollars. Yeah. Six million dollars made that man four hundred. Yeah. What seven years? Yep. Yep. March twenty fourteen. Ten percent of the company. You know what I I uh, attribute because you know that was around the time he was out because of that Achilles. Yep. Yep. And I feel like. Know, he was thinking, you know, what if this is it for me? I need to like, you know, up my investments to try to figure out what I'm going to do if I don't play basketball anymore. I I don't know, but, you know, maybe that Achilles tear is why he decided to do it. Yeah, I agree. And it's bittersweet. Oh, it's, it's bittersweet. It's, it's terrible. On the one hand, I'm so glad for Vanessa mm-hmm. and his family being able to reap of the benefits of Kobe's investment. But it just it still doesn't take away the feeling that you get when you think about Kobe not being here. Do you know I am still right now struggling with Kobe Bryant still not being here? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm still struggling. It's going to take for me to get used to this. And it's so weird because, again, I'm not a Lakers fan. You're not a Lakers fan. <laughs> Hate him. Hate him <laughs> <laughs> like, if we got to be honest, like, you know, Aswan is, that's his team. And Kobe is his GOAT. So, like, one of um one of our first, like, dates, like, when we finally got back together as adults, was that Game seven, Boston and LA. We went to Sharkies and we were winning three quarters of that game. And then that last <laughs> damn quarter, it's like Kobe Bryant became, I don't know. And then they won. And I'm just like, I've never lived that down. <laughs> that right now. Like, I hated that man in, on the basketball court. Like, hate it. Like but that's, Tom Brady hated that man. Yeah, on the basketball court. But you know what? That greatness does that to you because yeah. gr- growing up a Detroit Pistons fan, you're rooting for the Pistons, and you hate Jordan. But he's so freaking good, you mm-hmm. really can't hate him all the way. Like, like you could put that hate away, like because it's greatness in front of you, and you know mm-hmm. that you'll never be able to experience this again. I hated Kobe Bryant for a whole different reason because my oldest brother is a Lakers fan and he lived and died by the Lakers. And I had to hear this Negro every (laughs) single time talking to him 
about how great Kobe Bryant was and Kobe this and Kobe that. And plus, in the 2000s, I was an AI guy. Oh, I was yeah, a well, big, you had a hard time. Yeah, oh, oh God, <laughs> did I? <laughs> yeah, because when they went to the NBA Finals against the, uh, against the Lakers, Philly, and they won that first game, I told everybody, I said, this is AI's chance to get that chip. Like, and and yeah, yeah, they they lost the next four games to the Los Angeles Lakers. But I was a big AI guy, and I just felt like, you know, Ella Iverson was like the greatest thing since sliced bread, and I wasn't really a big Kobe. It you, it took Shaq for him, you know, to leave for me to really start recognize how great he was, and you know that that two thousand six two thousand seven season. Where he just was, where where he was just killing everything, moving like, and again, just thinking about that now and seeing this deal is like, you know, you could tell that his presence will always be felt in so mm-hmm. many different ways, and this is one of the ways his presence will be felt. So again, it's bittersweet because I'm telling you, and Sean, you you we we said this boy was Kobe on his way, man. Just and and that 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 too is just all the stuff that we're not gonna get to see that yeah. he had planned that he hadn't even thought about doing yet. Man, that could that dude was on his way off of the court, and again, it's so it's so tragic. Mm-hmm. And um, but I'm just happy for his estate. Um, I'm glad that Vanessa will be able to take that money and inherit it in such a good way. And, and I, I want to also say this. Would y'all please leave her the hell alone? Oh. For the love of God. I how much fight mo- them people. <laughs> Man, you too? <laughs> I want to fight them people. You hear me? When I found out that Los Angeles Connie was trying to say they wanted that woman to do a psych evaluation to Man. prove that they did damage to her by taking pictures of her dead family members. I was like, who is it? Where they at? Like, I want to fight them people because yeah. they dead wrong. The uh, Oh my God, the audacity of these yeah. people. Like, she has to live this every day. Every day. And that's what you want to present? And actually almost tried to, like, make a case out of it? Yeah. What are we doing here? Like you gotta be a real scumbag, a real scumbag, a real lie. Like that's some Donald Trump stuff. Yeah, for real, for real. So, um, please leave her alone. Let this woman live her life. And I'm glad. I'm glad that she has a good circle of people around her. But man, you know, it, it's just it's just a blessing that she's able to to reap the benefits of his investment. And you know, so shout out to the the prime. I'm always. I mean. I hate the team, but I love the person, man. That's how it's always been with him anyway. So, um, you know, we're going to continue to, you know, say rest in peace to, to, to the bean, to the Black Mamba. So, uh, yeah. Um, last couple things. Um, I don't like DJ. I, <laughs> well, I just want to make this clear. I don't like that. Sucker, he's such a sucker to me. Like, it, like if you have you corny ever, to me. Have you ever just seen somebody just looked at them like, ugh? 
That is DJ yeah. academics for me. I cannot he believe... He's one of them people that, like, was real chatty, like, probably as a person, and then, you know, the internet, you have your moments where you can go viral, and then he became internet famous. But, like, in the real world, like, probably beforehand, nobody probably never even talked to him. <sighs> that, that he, he, you know, one of them cats who... High school, who always used to get pushed against the locker. Yeah, like and then, like I said, just was real chatty, and then yeah. just happened to luck up on social media fame. Yeah, and now you just chatty and socially famous. Yeah, I cannot believe that I actually found myself watching this DJ Academics interview with Brittany Renner, and I found myself actually agreeing. With DJ Academics, I mean, yes, I know a broken clock can strike twice every once in a while, right? <sighs> Brittany Render had a conversation with DJ Academics. Like, even saying that is just, like, corny. <laughs> saying that is corny. They had an interview, and they addressed Brittany Renner's trapping of PJ Washington. Shaw, you still there? Take two. Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> remember, we guess what, y'all? We are a black podcast. I just want to make this <laughs> make this known. <laughs> that, that wasn't our fault, y'all. That wasn't our fault. Y'all probably won't even notice when, when we actually pushed this to the feed. But anyway, as I was saying before I was so rudely interrupted. Brittany Renner was on DJ Academics podcast off the record. I again, me even saying that is just like corniness. In, First in of all, who nutshell. wants to talk to either one of them? That whole uh, meeting was unnecessary to my life. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so she went on there to address the whole speculation that she trapped PJ Washington by dumping by dumping him after having the baby with him, in which. She pointed out that there's, you know, a double standard between men and women when it comes to age gaps and relationships. By the way, no, it's a double standard when it comes to to a lot of things because he has been accused of grooming, and from the things that I see, it kind of fits that way. And if it was a man and a woman, it would be like a whole ordeal. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to completely leave PJ Washington off the hook. Because for getting her pregnant, like, uh, duh, duh. I don't feel sorry for him, not one bit. No, as an adult, no, like you 20 whatever years old at this point, sir. Uh, we all know how babies come about, and you didn't do what you needed to do, so that ain't her fault. Yeah, so she. She drew parallels in other relationships in comparing age gaps in relationships to Jay and Beyonce and Lori I mean, Harvey. That has had speculate. That has had its share of like controversy too, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, <laughs> I mean, Jay Z has had quite the 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 list. If if you wanted, if you know what I mean, and Beyonce, man. 
How old was she when she got with Jay? Like 18, I think. Yeah, way young. Way young. So, and that's all allegedly, by the way. Yeah. It's all allegedly. Please, please say that, Jesus. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> uh, and, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, if anybody going to try to get somebody canceled, yeah. Uh, <laughs> allegedly, guys. Um, and then Lori Harvey and Michael B. Jordan, who is, you know, they're 10 years apart. But here's where I look at Britney Renner like, for real, Ma, for real. Do you really think Jay-Z trapped Beyonce? No. No. Do you really think Michael B. Jordan trapped Lori Harvey? No. See, Brittany Renner recently has been going around talking, you know, going around talking about some uh, hide your sons. Yeah, at college campuses, thinking it's funny. Like, girl, that ain't funny because if it was a dude at a college campus, you 30-some years old, talking about hide your daughters. Oh, my God. The, the, the way that people be all on the internet with they think pieces. We just had a whole trial with R. Kelly, did we not? Yeah. Maybe she wasn't paying attention. Maybe she didn't realize the kind of climate that we're in. This ain't something you want to be putting out there. No, nah, she messed with the wrong son. Somebody mama gonna put hands on her because I know if it was mine, we'd have a problem. Yeah, because Brittany Renner, A, does not look like she has hands whatsoever. Even if she did, if it was mine, we'd have a problem. And and, and which leads <laughs> me to point B. Let, let her run up on you. Sean or somebody else, or like uh, your wife and your son. Yeah, oh uh, yeah, because my my son is eighteen. That's what I'm saying, but he's still a kid. Like exactly I, that whole like legally an adult that that means nothing to me, especially as someone who has a newly minted eighteen year old. Like she's very much still like yes, adult legally, but she's still very much a child. Exactly. That that's still that's still my baby. Like that's yeah. that's that's my that's my child. You're not about to. I just think stuff like I just don't think she understands like the ramifications of her words because well she will she got a son so her time coming too yeah she, she'll understand when he gets mm-hmm. there because you get I mean I don't know all of this is just dumb and and act I have to give him credit academics was calling her out like really really calling her out. First he called her a bird, which I thought was funny because she does look like a bird. So that's that that was hilarious. But he pretty much called her to her face a side chick. She was like, huh, nice side chick. And he like, well, basically everybody like sleeping with you, but ain't nobody like claiming you. Like you just you for the streets, like future. Exactly. Basically. Exactly. To which her response was, Well, how could that be, ma'am? <laughs> ma'am, ma'am. How this work? <laughs> Ma'am, read the room. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know you don't want to read the room on yourself, but read the room anyway. It was just an awkward interview, and I cannot believe that I actually agreed with DJ Academics. That might have been a first that I agreed <laughs> with him. You know, I still think Erica Badu calling that man Alvin from Alvin and the Chipmunks <laughs> is the most dead accurate description for a human I've ever heard. Because he does. He doesn't like Alvin. Like it's so funny, it's so funny. Oh, Erica Badu's great, but but yeah, if if y'all if y'all want to take time to to waste uh, a whole lot of minutes of your life, you go ahead and check that interview out. 
I need my money back. Um, or or let me give you a little bit better advice. Go to Twitter, find the few clips, because that's really all you're gonna need. It's go. It's it's literally gonna give you everything that you're looking yeah. for. Save <laughs> yourself some time. Exactly. Save yourself some time. All right. Speaking of time, y'all know what time it is, right? Halloween is over. Oh, uh, your your favorite, your favorite, yeah, y'all y'all favorite holiday, correct? Yeah, I'm trying to. I was supposed to take the stuff down on Monday. I've been trying to drag it for him because he don't want to let the decorations go. So I take it that's both of y'all favorite holiday. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I respect that. Halloween. I look. Look. Halloween is so much different than it was when we were kids. Like now, it seems as if the adults are more into it than the freaking kids are. Yeah. Like for instance, my two, the oldest ones, want nothing to do with dressing up for Halloween. Is it the, the the baby, my, my youngest one, Naomi? She loves Halloween. She'll dress up. Every year she has to, but the older two, nah, they're not interested. Kobe had me cracking up. We going, we at maybe like our 10th house. Uh-huh. We had been out there about 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. She was like, um, I'm tired. She was like, it's too many houses. I don't want to walk anymore. I'm like, okay, uh, well, let's go home. She's like, no, I don't want to go home. I just don't want to walk. I said, oh, no, ma'am. <laughs> what, what is this? That's not how this works. Like, yes, the, the treats are free, but you got to go get them. Like, bro, you got to walk. If you don't want to walk, then you don't want to go to no more houses. <laughs> what, what, what was she trying to do? Teleport? Like, what was she trying to no, glide? No, she wanted me to carry her oh. walk up to the houses, but she wanted me to carry her, like, from house to house. Wait, 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 and... wait, wait. What? <laughs> yeah. She Sean, didn't want to walk. Sean, you better not be carrying that baby around. I did not carry her. What I look like, my heart, I can't be. That's a big kid. Like she don't, <laughs> she look little, but that little nigga heavy. I'm not carrying her <laughs> nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> like, she, 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 she looks a little solid. Yeah, she is. Oh. So, so that was the end of that. I think we went to like two more houses, and she was like, "Okay, mom, I'm done." Yeah. Oh. So we we was out there about thirty minutes top. So we was back in the house. Right. Yeah. Well, at least y'all got the chance to go trick or treat. My mind was like, nope, not having it. It was like, I would just buy my candy. Like, what? Yeah. What do we do? Okay. All right. Anyway. Uh, my favorite holiday is actually the holiday that's coming up. I'm, I'm a Christmas head. I love Christmas. That's, it's my favorite holiday. Um, I have so many just fantastic Christmas memories and, and looking forward to the season. I love the, the winter aspect of it. It's just the perfect yeah. seat. It's just the proud. Well, Okay, driving through it and experiencing the cold is not fun, but the look of Christmas is what I look forward to. Um, you know, I mean, I, I love the the season. Like, I just I love how like everybody seems to just be in a good mood around that time, and just all the family time. I like you know because Antoine gets like a lot of time off from work, so we uh-huh. have like a lot of time where we're like actually get to be home together. I enjoy decorating for the holidays, but I. I'm one of the people that have like seasonal depression. Like after Christmas is over, like I'd really be in a funk because it's just like everything is is normal again. Like I'm really I start set, uh decorate for Halloween usually like in August. So from like August to December, like my house is 
it's pretty much like really decorated. And then when I have to take everything down and like go back to real life, I'm just like, oh, this is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I hate January. Yeah, I think I think uh everybody uh everybody feels that way. It's it's literally a thing called Christmas hangover. Mm-hmm. It's it's a real thing. So you know, and that's why because I think I don't remember who it was, but it was an episode. I want to. I don't think it was intervention. It was something I was watching where this guy, he was so obsessed with Christmas that Christmas in his house was year round. <laughs> so he was obsessed, obsessed. You feel me? Like it's. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. It kind of. It kind of took me for a loop. Like, how much do I like Christmas? Good Lord. But okay. All right. But anyway, it not only is it Christmas season, y'all. It's also Mariah Carey season. Yeah, it is. Y'all know what's about to happen, right? Mariah Carey about to get paid. <laughs> I heard she already cracked the top 200 on uh, Billboard Top 200 already. Yeah, she cracked the top. <laughs> she cracked the Billboard charts and she cracked the iTunes chart. Listen. Y'all know y'all go hear this dog on Christmas jingle <laughs> for two months, right? And I love how Mariah Carey played into it. Like, you know, on her, uh, was it IG where she smashed the pumpkins? And yeah. Getting, getting it in, 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 in time Look, for the I season. I mad at her. If you gonna make me an extra 20 million for two months every year or whatever, obscene amount of money it is that she gets, I have me a video ready for the November 1st every year too. Shoot. She don't That's have like free money. Mariah Carey doesn't have to do another tour. No, she don't have to put out another album. She can literally live off of all I want for Christmas is you. <laughs> From them two months, just November to December, every year, just a hefty check. Yeah, and listen, am I sick to death of the song? Yes. Do Absolutely. I feel? Do I feel like she has better Christmas songs? Absolutely, because that joy to the world is a beast. But listen to what I tell y'all. This is going to be the only time that y'all will hear me say that, yes, I'm sick to death of this song. But boy, she's about to make a lot of y'all mad. Because no one else has any Christmas song that even comes remotely close to that no, song. and freaking Silent Night is like a way better song. <laughs> Silent Night and This Christmas washes All I Want for Christmas is You. Both of those. Hell, I would put Let It Snow up against All I Want for Christmas is yes. You. But listen, as far as a hit, like not just American, like internationally. It's, it's cheeky enough for the season. Like it's it's a song that all brands can use. It puts you in the spirit. It's it is the perfect money making song. It gets like, played absolutely perfect. It literally gets played everywhere. Mm-hmm. Not just not just like R and B. Like it gets played on every mm-hmm. single radio station. It gets played at every store, rather yes, it's department or groceries. <laughs> you're gonna walk into Kroger tomorrow, Sean, and you'll probably hear that song at least twice while you're shopping. If you're going, if you're shopping, you're gonna hear this song everywhere. Which which brings me to my last point. Y'all don't want that smoke. I just wanted to put that out there. I, I'm trying. Listen, I'm warning, man. 
right. That's a reason why she's not going to go out there because nobody wants to do that. No, no. What can you do? And, right. and, we, <laughs> and, and we live, live, dude. Mm. I'm get, if I'm her opponent, I'm just sitting there looking like, hey, what the hell am I gonna do with this yeah. song? I already got 19 other songs to do. Damn, that jingle comes on, it's over. Yeah, because there's nothing that seriously. What's a bigger hit? Especially and everybody right dancing to it. Everybody. Because Every... it's so catchy. Man, man. <laughs> you know that song word for word. See, okay. I was just, I, it's funny. Yesterday, we was listening. We was on the radio. This would be the last day. So we was in the car. And, and uh, Slick Rick's A Children's Story came on, right? And I was talking about how it was a concert that Slick Rick had did. I don't remember where it was. It's on YouTube somewhere. And... He got on stage, and the children's story beat just dropped, right? And every single person in the crowd knew the song word for word. Like, they, like he didn't have to rap nothing. He just literally stood there. He was trying to mumble it, but the crowd already had it. What the hell do you think is going to happen when All I Want for Christmas is You comes on? Everybody, the thugs, the gangsters, <laughs> the killers, Everybody. No, everybody in their mama knows this song by heart. I don't care how much you hate Christmas. You still know this song word for word. And you like it. And you like it. Yeah. And for the maybe a million time on this podcast, you've been warned. And and, and that's all I'm going to say. You, you've been warned. I have to constantly throw this out there because it is still people that insist that she doesn't have enough. And I'm like, well, she has a number one hits album that is 18 songs. Literally. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> and when you talk about like Pooba hits, we talking about like bangers. Like 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 stuff that'll put people to sleep. And and I and I went and I say that I'm not talking about actually going to sleep. I'm talking about knocking your freaking head yeah, off like, like night night it's over you, like there's nothing you can do yeah putting you to sleep like on your t- on your tail putting you to sleep yeah. so we have to send our constant reminder because i'm just saying i'm just saying so uh tis the season yeah <laughs> tis the season and uh that's gonna wrap this episode oh up. no oh, wait no go, ahead, um, go, go, go no go ahead in uh impeachment american crime story If you have not watched it, I need you to do so. This last episode, let me tell you something. The Clintons, I don't know, like the stuff that I learned and I thought that I knew everything about. I was like, oh my God, like, wow. I have yet to check that show out, Sean. Good. It's on FX, so it's on demand. It's, oh. It's, it's like that. Like, did you see the one they did about the OJ trial? Yeah, I did see that one. Oh, uh, good. Like that one. Oh, man. Like, like must that. Be, like, yes. Uh, next week is the last episode. So if you want to just wait and y'all can just binge it and watch all of them. Oh. Okay. Man. Okay. On it. On it. I'm about to check it out. I'm about to check it out. So, all right, Ben. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's gonna wrap us up. Uh, y'all know where to find us, man. And again, shout out to everybody that's been 
uh, supporting us. We again, we just trying to keep this ball rolling. Uh, I, I have some again, some people that want to join us, um, and uh, we will we will get them on pretty soon. Matter of fact, I might have to reach out to them today and see if I can get them on and 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 kick it with us and you know talk about their projects and and uh, shoot the breeze with us. One person that's probably going to be on the podcast. I'm going to say this early and. Uh, Cassandra, I'm talking to you because she listens. <laughs> when I bring you on, because I love you, she knows how much I love her to death, I don't want to get jumped. So I'm going to be very quiet <laughs> when she comes on. I know how she gets down. I know how you get down. I'm not looking. Nice. I'm looking for. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I'm, and I'm Japanese. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She does. She is not. She she probably gonna listen to this and be like, "You really gonna put this out there like that?" Yes, because I know you, but I love you. You, you. you know, she knows that. So, but um, no, we are gonna try to have some people on pretty soon. Um, and again, just keep hitting us up. Y'all have no idea. Idea podcast at gmail.com. Find us please on Twitter, Instagram. Follow us. Uh, I'm a. You know, we gonna work hard. Try to put some more content out and uh, keep this ball rolling. Because one of these days, somebody is gonna pick us up. <laughs> and 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 uh <laughs> and you know we just gonna keep rolling. Um but uh episode sixty five is in the bus unless you have anything else, Sean. Nope. Okay, we will check y'all out next time. Peace. Peace.